Yeah, so we've heard the term daddy issues a lot. So I just thought it'd be good to talk about it. And what I wanted to ask was, has your relationship with any of your dads affected your relationships <laughs> yeah. in any kind of way, either negatively or positively? Well, if I knew Mine's who been you negative. Were. <laughs> daddy, no, where I are you? My father is. <laughs> but, um, where for thou, daddy? I think a majority of us do have daddy issues. Um, I think when before I would always think that whether you're in a single parent, where, like if you're if you have two parents, the likelihood of you having daddy issues would be like super low. But I've actually found out whether you're in a single parent home or you're in a two parent home. Just men <laughs> in general, mm-hmm. I think the way you know the system is set up, patriarchy, all of that kind of stuff, you're just you're most likely just to see some sort of male entitlement in in different ways, whether it's, um, you know, we need to be submissive, we need to be validated by them and all those kind of things. And I think sometimes that can allude to us having either positive, like weirdly positive or weirdly negative perceptions of men when it comes to like dating and relationships. But what about for you personally? For me personally, not having my dad around, I think made me made me want, oh, how do I put it? Even when my dad was around, he wasn't like the greatest example. And then him then going off and kind of doing his thing and having his own family, it just made me less aware of what men should be like. I didn't know, you know, what the average man does in a home. I didn't really know what to expect. So when it came to me kind of making decisions on the kind of guys I would date, I would say communication. I wouldn't know really how to talk to a guy. Like, what is the, what's the tone? What's the language? Like, you know, they're different. And so, cause I'm like growing up in a, a female dominant household, my interactions with men are just really minimal. So then I'm going out into the world expecting the most and not really understanding like, all right, where is that middle ground? Where is that compromise? And also idolizing men in a way, idealizing men in the sense of, because it was bad at home, I want the greatest relationship for me personally. But then that means creating unrealistic expectations of what a man will bring into a relationship. So I'll expect them to kind of be like a savior, like, I don't know, like create like a savior complex for the guy. Like, oh, he's going to rescue me and we're going to go off and live happily ever after. But that's not the case. So did not having your dad around make you feel empty in a sense or like you was missing out on something or there's a part of you that was missing? Mm, I think what was missing. So the lack of understanding for men in my life, I would fill it in with what I would see on TV and the media and films. So anything I would see in romance movies or anything that I would listen to in in particular songs that made relationships sound amazing and made relationships just sound like, you know, it would just be like heaven on earth and a fairy tale. I kind of use that as my way to kind of fill in the gaps of what I should expect from men. So it's kind of just having like a highly warped, almost like, too positive idealistic yeah i feel like a lot of um people in general and i say people because i think the assumption is that daddy issues or having a father complex is something that just women experience a lot of men actually have a father complex um and they suffer from their own daddy issues so whether that's um 
dealing with abandonment and because of that they have commitment phobia and commitment issues or um, feeling that they must be validated and uh, they have a low sense of self-worth so they have to feed their ego boost their ego all the time um, but I think a lot of people listening women in particular would probably be able to relate to the fact that you didn't know how to navigate relationships with mm. men because your your father as 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 a woman as a girl as a young girl sets the tone for any kind of interaction or attachment you have with a man because that's your first in an ideal world that's yeah. your first interaction with a man so your father generally sets the tone but I, what i find find interesting is that there are two ways people kind of deal with um, having a negative um, male figure in their life or the absence of a male figure in, in, in their life. And you said um, that because he, your, your dad wasn't necessarily the best, you knew exactly what you didn't want and you really went for, for the opposite. Um, but then there are some women, because a lot of people do that, they have a negative male figure and because of that, he sets the foundation for what they, they do, do not, not want. want. So exactly. they intentionally go for men that are the complete opposite of their father. Mm -hmm. But then you have women who have that negative male figure and they actually, whether subconsciously or intentionally, go for men who are just like their mm -hmm. father. So either going for older men or going for men who do have commitment issues, men that they need to work for, mm -hmm. men that don't, um, men that ill-treat them or men that don't show them the love they deserve because they never got that. So yeah. they subconsciously yeah. it's almost like you're trying to that. win that person in a, in a sense that you, because you didn't, because you had that kind of negative experience with your dad. Yeah. It's like having a man that is like your dad. It's like, okay, well, this one actually loves me. Mm, and yeah. this one's actually like, I'm able to have a relationship with this one. Whereas this, the other one, the relationship is a bit torped, is, is quite bad, but I can fix this one. Mm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like you're trying to mend that father daughter relationship in that person. Yeah. Can you only have daddy issues if your dad's not around though? No, no not at all. Can, I mean, Rita, your dad's around. The yeah. parents are still together. Has he set the tone for you? Yeah, I would say for me, um, it has really defined the kind of guys I like, mm -hmm. the kind of guys I go for, um, just having my dad around. But then one thing, because my dad's amazing, and the thing about my dad, he's not a words man, he's an action man. Oh, the best. Yeah, but I never... <laughs> Which as action a, man is he? Out of the Marvels. Oh my god. <laughs> no, she means he does. Oh, okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> Troll. Um, but what I found when I was younger. Um, <laughs> she really tried. She tried. Anyway, Rita, what, what I found. Saying? What I found when I was younger, um, because my dad wasn't a man of many words. I always wanted to like impress him and like I always wanted him to be proud of me and for him to say I'm really proud of you. Yeah. But when I was younger, that wasn't something that he said as a, you know, a Nigerian, Nigerian man yeah. that's working all the time. He wasn't thinking, do you know what I mean? And I'm he didn't make... really come from a, a background where he had a great relationship with his dad. Like mm. he had, a, his dad wasn't that great and stuff like that. So it made him be determined to be the best dad that he could be. Mm -hmm. So he didn't really know how to like, you know, how you know, as a little girl, that's what I'd want to hear and stuff verbally. like that. Verbally, but his way of showing that he loves me was making sure that, you know, I had the right education and mm -hmm. making sure I had the things that I needed and all. That, that's how table. he showed his love. So as a young person, I didn't realize what that was, but I did find that when I did uh, meet guys and stuff, I had this thing in me that wanted to impress them. 
Do you know what I mean? The same way I did with my dad. Like, so I wanted, like I said, I think I mentioned before, like that idea of trying to prove that you need me in your life. Would you marry someone like your dad? Well, absolutely, because it's, so it's the only type of guy. Women can say that. Absolutely, that's what I'm trying to say. It's made it difficult because obviously there's no one that's like my dad, mm. but just in terms of like me having a man that's really ambitious, a man that has a really good heart. So when I say, oh, a man that has a good heart, I'm like talking about like not a man that's kind only to the person he fancies, mm. but a man that is in general, he's just a kind to everyone. man mm. to everyone. Do you mm. know what I mean? So yeah, there's definitely Certain attributes of my dad, dad that, that look I look for. for in men. And that's mm. where I got the whole idea of potential that I'm always going on about <laughs> because obviously when my parents met my dad didn't have anything mm. all he had was this vision of what he wanted to achieve and that's what he that's what my mom believed in so I'm very much into you know that kind of quality yeah certain qualities that my dad had I look for that in man, no I'm not gonna build a man <laughs> absolutely not but there's definitely qualities that I look for yeah. in the guys that I date that's very similar to my dad. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, what would the, you I was gonna say? Yeah, the dad that I grew up with that I thought was my dad ended oh. up not being my dad. No <laughs> so it's kinda like a Jeremy Kyle show situation. Oh, yeah. EastEnders. Yeah, so uh, yeah, EastEnders. Um yeah, so basically I grew up the guy the man that I grew up thinking was my dad up until the age of like twenty one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um I found out that he wasn't my dad. Can I ask how? Yeah. A DNA test. Wow. What? Yeah. Did something Jeremy tell you Kyle. that it wasn't, that <laughs> he wasn't your yeah, dad? Yeah, it's kind of a long story, but yeah, a DNA test happened and he's not my dad. And I was kind of like, when I found out, I was kind of, I didn't know how to feel because our relationship wasn't great anyway. So for me, it wasn't one of those stories where it's like, well, you're still my dad. I don't care. You raised me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that at all. I kind of felt, well. This makes sense. You know, we're not, we didn't have a, an amazing relationship anyway. So it's like, I feel like I haven't really lost anything other than the fact that now I don't know who my actual dad is. Mm. Um, so fast forward now to like a couple of years later and me finding out who my real dad was and then finding out that he'd passed away. Wow. So then it was like, my real dad doesn't know that I exist. Wow. So he passed away not knowing that I exist. So it was like two losses. Like I lost two dads mm-hmm. in the space of like a couple of years. And I didn't really know how to react to it. I mean, initially I was just very angry. Like I was really upset with my mom. I was like, how can you like not know who you're sleeping with? Like all respect to my mom. But um, I was just very confused, angry. And I just, I just, I just didn't know how to take take the news about any of any of it um but I I thank God for my relationship with God because that if I didn't have that I don't know how to dealt with it because for me God is my father and he's always been my father even when my first dad was around um I always saw God as my dad anyway um so not having him and then finding out my real dad had passed away not knowing that I exist and having this really weird um part of me that is like and essentially missing, like a missing puzzle that I don't know anything about. Um, it, it, I can find solace in knowing that 100%. regardless, God is my dad and he's taking care of me and I'm fine. And if I never get to meet any anyone from his side of the family or get to ever resolve anything, I'm good, I'm okay. And I know that when I do end up getting married, um, you know, the person I marry is gonna be an amazing father to my children and my daughter's dad is a great dad to her. Um, so I kind of just deal with it and just keep mm. it moving. But in terms of relationships with guys, um, I've never actually really sat down to think to myself, do I have daddy issues? I don't know 
if maybe I need therapy because I don't well, actually need therapy. Need, I actually, need therapy. I've actually never really sat down and thought to myself, if I do have daddy issues, what are the issues? Because mm. the relationship I had with my dad before, my, my person I thought was my dad, it wasn't good, it wasn't good at all. I just saw him, like, I remember my childhood of him just beating up my mum. Like, mm. literally, like, fighting my mum. And my mum's a fighter. Like, my mum's a very, very strong woman. So when he was beating her, she was fighting back. And that's what I saw a lot of the time when I was younger. Um, I've never had that kind of abusive relationship with a, a partner ever. Um, but I just knew that that can't run. Like, that's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I, I've not really delved into how, however else I may be affected by the fact that, you know, I've not really had a great example of a dad mm. around me. I mean, it is interesting that you kind of spoke of, on, like, the whole Christianity aspect, because I actually watched a sermon by Pastor Todd from Transformation Church. Mm. It was actually called Daddy Issues. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, it's kind of like we will all have daddy issues in the sense of we'll all feel some sort of emptiness and loss when it comes to expectations of people, especially like some of the male figures in our lives. But when we do look to God for that solace, he kind of fills in that gap and he fills in that hole. Mm. So maybe with you, why you feel like you don't have it is because you've already healed. Mm. Yeah, before I even realised that there was something do you know to heal. I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's probably, it, it could be that. Yeah. Have you guys ever done the um, attachment theory test? No, no what's not. that? So um, I'm no psychologist, but um, <laughs> <Are you> sure, <laughs> girl? Um, but um, from memory, our relationships with our parents in childhood shape how we manage our relationships as adults and the kind of attachment style we have within romantic relationships as adults. And there, I think there are four different types. There's secure, being you are a secure person in your relationship. There's anxious, being probably someone who's quite clingy, needy, anxious, or may always feel like they have to prove something or they need affirmation, they need love. Um, there's fearful and there's avoidant. And I think they, they those two are kind of similar from memory, um, but I know one of them is like an, a, a fear of commitment, fear of entering a relationship or just avoiding commitment point blank. Mm. Um, so I've done, I've done the test. Um, so I was like on the brink. I was secure, but my second one was anxious. Um, and I kind, of under, I kind of understood that because I think being the oldest, I'm very much a people pleaser. And when I was younger, my dad would travel quite frequently. Um, and even within my teens. Uh, so for me, it was like, oh, although on the whole, the, the things that I'm secure, but it was just about and then I was anxious and, and I feel like that boils down to oh dad's gone and then he's back and then it's like oh I, I need you I want you here I need you to be close to me don't go again and then he goes again and then it's like oh I need you here but I would recommend like everyone do the yeah. test um it's like definitely can't tell you everything you need to know and I would say take it with a pinch of salt because it's something you probably have to delve, well, you definitely have to delve a bit deeper in therapy, but it gives you insight into how you are within a relationship. And if you are a clingy or needy person, it might help you understand why you're needy or, needy or clingy, or it might yeah. help highlight that you actually have fear of commitment and you don't like trusting people, or on the whole, that you're yeah. quite secure in your relationships. What about you, Aloni? How's your relationship I think with mine dad? is more like, uh, like, my relationship with my parents was not the greatest. Um, 
but I feel like it wasn't any different to a lot of people who have gone through divorces, like, so kids who have seen their parents divorce. Um, dad's got with someone else um, when I was like 13, had a new family. And in a way it hurt because I was just like, I felt robbed as a teenager. Cause it was just like, wow, you took something from me and you've given it to a whole new family. But it's a weird one because it's just like, I've seen my mom single-handedly raise two amazing girls. My sister's just passed her exams. So she's a doctor, you know, I'm a Lonnie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so for me, it's just like, in a way I look at my mom and I see her as a superwoman. And even though I don't have the closest relationship with God, I've seen that God has used my mum in a way. So my mum has like this, a really, really tight relationship with um, Christianity. So I've, in a way I've seen her use religion to guide her and propel her and give her the guidance that she needs to raise me and my sister. But in a way it still does hurt because when I would, was growing up, I would look at TV dads, for example. Until now, I still do it. I'd be like, I want my husband to be like Michael Kyle from My Wife and Kids. Or I want my husband to be like um, Uncle Phil. You know, there were so many, you know, not Bill Cosby, but there were so many, <laughs> there were so many black dads that I saw in TV. Yeah. And I was just like, why do they get to have that? And I don't. So I kind of felt robbed as a kid. So. Maybe when I have relationships now, I try to hold on and make sure that, do you know what? I'm going to try at this. I'm not going to try and dispose of it so easily because I don't want to recreate what I saw in my childhood. And I feel like a lot of women do that today is yeah. why we hold on to relationships so dearly and we believe that nothing else is going to happen. But there is life after. Yeah. It's almost that too good to be too true syndrome. Yeah, exactly. So like even, so I do think sometimes daddy issues can also allow us to blur the lines on when a guy's actually good for you and when he's not. Mm -hmm. And also, and so when the guy who is good for you is staring right in front of your face, like you said, you become anxious and fearful and you almost like self-sabotage mm -hmm. the whole situation because you're just not as sure. But maybe if we actually, you know, if we had like father figures who set the example, we'd be a lot more sure and decisive on when we know that there's a good man in front of us. Mm -hmm. Looking back, do you think that Looking back at your past relationships, do you think it was affected by everything that we've just spoken about in terms of like your dad not being around or being around? Yeah. yeah. I don't always trust, I don't trust men easily. I don't trust them. I always feel like sometimes they might be too good to be true, especially when a good one is like staring at me. I'm just like, no. Nah. Oh, so it's made you fearful in Yeah, a sense. it's definitely made me fearful because for, like my dad, for example, like you meet him, you love him, he's a charmer. He makes everyone laugh, like he gets along with everyone. But mm. there are times where it's just like, what you show everyone is not what you're showing your family. Mm. So when I see a guy who's good to me, I'm just like, okay, that's nice. But if we're alone, are you gonna be a dickhead? Wow. Or are you just gonna be nice to those around you? Yeah. And I can't stand, I think there's a word that my mum used to call it, I can't remember, she used to call it Bobo Nice. So it means <laughs> the, the nice guy, guy the nice one, yeah. But he ain't sweet to you when yeah. it's just you two. So that's how I'm hesitant when it comes to relationships and dating. Yeah. What about you? What about I think you? maybe for me, I kind of, in my previous relationship, was maybe a little bit naive about, I think just not knowing how to navigate a relationship in general. <laughs> like just not knowing what to expect from a guy or what the standards were or mm. how... I should expect to be treated mm. um, because everything I saw was so negative. There wasn't really anything like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. 
I kind of just thought, okay, this is how it is. And therefore, when it came to me being in a relationship with a guy, it was kind of like, okay, I, I, I just know that he can't put his hands on me, first of all, but then everything else is like, what if he's being emotionally abusive or what if he's being verbally abusive or what if he's like not being consistent or not being kind or just not being caring enough like I didn't know what to look for mm -hmm. in that aspect of things so I was kind of going into things naively just going with the flow not know, really knowing having any expectations or any standards yeah um so I think yeah that, that definitely may have affected me in that sense but whereas now, but I feel like as I've gotten older, I've created those standards for myself. Right. So regardless of whether I've been in a relationship or not, just from seeing male figures around me and other people in relationships and reading books and um, having a relationship with God and understanding God's love for me and understanding what God's expectations are for my husband, for me and me as a wife to my husband, I have my own standards. I have those expectations. I have those things where I can say, okay, this is how I should be treated and yeah. this is how a good man should treat me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's just, it's made, I'm just quite, Picky, but then I've realised. No that. way. <laughs> you <are lying. laughs> um, I've realised that um, you know my dad is the way he is because of what he has, you know, what his journey has been. So I can't expect a man that hasn't gone through that, or I can't expect anyone to be perfect because my dad's not perfect either. And I had to learn that as well, like because you grow up, you know, you know, hearing everything you guys are saying, obviously from a very privileged place of being able to have a man in the house and also seeing a man that, you know, treats my mom in a... My mom says that my dad, like, treats her like she was, like, an egg. And what she means is, like, so delicately, you know? Like, he just makes sure that everything is they good. They don't make them like that. Do you know what I mean? No, but I believe that they do. I just think... No, no, they do, they do. It just I, takes yeah, time, you know? Because there's other... There's, <laughs> Or someone's no, but it's just, but there's, there's, there's loads. I'm sure, like, if we were to all open our eyes, like, you would see that there are, are men like that who are around mm -hmm. us. And um, you probably just... Yeah. <laughs> they're probably, <laughs> like, your friend or something. You need to open your eyes, okay? <laughs> your eyes. But I just found that, like, you know, there's no man that's perfect. And yeah. my dad's not perfect, you know? I guess you would say your dad's not perfect, you yeah. know? But no, no man's perfect. So for me, I've just become less pickier because I've realised not everyone, no one's going to be like my dad. Mm -hmm. No one's going to be perfect. No one's mm -hmm. going to... Do you know what I mean? You just have to... The good thing that my mum did was to see a man that had the core things that were important for her and then they just grew together. And yeah. I think that's the kind of the way to look at it. Like, there's some things about me that aren't so great. Yeah. Or they are, do you know what I mean? It's just that balance of, okay, what are the core things that are important what, for me? Yeah. So and for me, it's kindness. So what, he's got, okay, he's a kind man. He loves God. Cool. Tick. Do you know what I mean? But not being overly picky, you know? I think for me, there was a bit of both. There was like the good and bad. Because in my dad, there's loads of stuff I see where when I'm dating someone, I'm like, oh, my dad does that. I really like that. Yeah. And there's stuff that my dad does or has done. I'm like, okay, well, whoever I find has to not be like that in any way. And yeah. I don't want to see that trait in them. So I've taken the good from my dad and put that into what I look for. And I've taken the not so good from my dad and put that into exactly what I don't want. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing that I'm aware of is going for um, men who are leaders Same. because my dad yeah my dad is very like I grew up with typical Nigerian household my dad is very much 
my way or the highway, mm. leadership, this is how it's done. Oh yeah, everyone, wake up, wake up, wake up, clean the house, this, this, like almost like a drill sergeant when I was younger, that's how it was. And I think that that has affected me in that I like men who aren't, I don't want to say pushovers, but I like men who take the lead. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, because I, I feel like I can be quite dominating in relationships. Mm. Um, and for that reason, I want a man who is, I don't want to say wears the trousers as such, because I kind of hate that term, but I like a man who takes charge. Mm -hmm. And I know that, okay, I don't have to overthink when I'm around you because you will sort everything out because mm, you exactly. will manage and yeah. take control. And I think mm -hmm. that stems from my dad wanting to have that leadership role all the time. And, and that's that secure. Yeah, and I think that has affected me because if I, see a guy, meet a guy, he appeals to me more when he seems like he is a boss yeah. and he leads and he is um, in control, in control of, yeah. of situations. Like, I, I really like that. Um, but then I think that's not necessarily always a great... I've been quite lucky in that, like, the person I'm with is like that, but in the best way. But I know yeah. that some men like who are like that are like that because so of nice. top, yeah, the toxic yeah, masculinity. Toxic. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. don't, yeah. Whereas the person I'm with can hand over leadership to me when it needs to be handed over. But on the whole, I think it's affected me in in that way. Yeah. I would think, I would say, I think having daddy issues has probably affected me on the negative side in seeking so much reassurance when I'm in the relationship or when I'm in the situationship. So almost kind of just wanting. Are, are you sure? Like, you know, I don't like being caught off guard. So if I feel like it's not going the way it needs to go or the way I think it needs to go, I want to kind of be aware that that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess maybe it's the kind of fear of, okay, I don't want someone to now do a disappearing act out of the blue, like, let me be aware. Mm -hmm. So it's always kind of like checking in and, and kind of like getting them to reaffirm that like we're still good, which is a negative. Um, and then I would say in terms of the guys that I do now look for, I try and avoid the loud ones because my dad was like very loud, mm. very vivacious, Funny. like super popular. Everyone knew who he was mm. for good and bad. So it's kind of like I love to kind of avoid that. So. The, the, the more louder they are, the less I, I believe the them. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like the less I want to believe them and the less I'm kind of, the more suspicious I am of their yeah, intentions. Absolutely. Do you think, you, you, you mentioned like affirmation and words and people reassuring you. Do you think your love, is your love language? I was about what to is your love that. language? I was about to ask what my love language is. Acts of service. So my love yeah. language is actually physical touch and quality time. Okay. Oh, Do okay. you think yeah. love languages so are influenced I, by our I think I was literally going to ask that. We were like literally the same, like thinking the wrong thing. Because no, I was thinking, like, with me, my main... Obviously, when you do the test, it's, like, your top five, like, mm. so in terms of the order. And my top one's words of affirmation, and the other one is quality time. Mm. Um, and I think, for me, words of affirmation comes from a place of not having that person or that role. Because even though my I didn't really have a great relationship with the person I thought was my dad and all that kind of stuff, my mum wasn't great with words either. So she, I didn't really hear a lot of, like, I'm proud of you or well done or things mm. like that. And I think that comes from also her being African mm. and being Nigerian. This Nigerian parents is generally not knowing how to communicate affection and love in that sense. Um, but we are breaking that generation yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Um, yeah, so I kind of... I I kind of like that. Like if a guy just naturally 
just gives words of affirmation. No, some people they just do things naturally because yeah. that's their personality. I love that, and I noticed that straight yeah. away in a in a guy, that's like so, really yeah. affirming. Yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. I'm like the opposite. Like as soon as a guy is talking. Saying like words of affirmation, I don't believe him. Just switch off. I literally, I literally switch off like completely, and I think it does go down to my dad being a man of action. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, um, my my love language is acts of service and quality time. Yeah, and quality time. It used to be physical. I don't know. It's between quality time and physical touch. I feel like those two are equal. But it's acts of service, which I did not know for ages that it was. But I've realised that acts of service, because it shows me that you actually care Mm -hmm. because you're willing to do something you know, out yeah. of your way or whatever to like help me and stuff like that. And immediately I take you seriously. Like you've got yeah. my attention. All this talking. Oh, yeah, I've never, yeah. I've I'm never literally ever, like no. storyteller. All I hear is storyteller, 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 storyteller. so sweet. Oh, yeah, I just, my shut off. especially because a lot of guys that I get with are usually Nigerian. So I'm just like, oh, <laughs> We're so biased. Yeah, mine is words of affirmation, but for the opposite reason of you, Amina. Because I grew up, my parents are Nigerian, but my parents are like, I love you parents. In my house, mm. we have a rule like, when you leave the house, you have to say, I love you before you leave, because if like something that. happens to you. So yeah. my parents were like, yeah. I love you parents, I love you parents, I'm proud of you parents. Like I heard it all the time. Yeah. So for me, mine's worse words of affirmation because I was so used to growing up hearing how amazing I was. You're the best, you're so beautiful, so you're so wonderful. If I don't hear it, you're it's like, like oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm wonderful. Like yeah. I'm used to that. Like yeah. I'm wonderful. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like the opposite. Yeah. But then it does go down and get go come back to sorry, um, yeah. my relationship yeah. or our relationship yeah. with yeah. our parents. No, it's so interesting. Yeah, mine's mine was quality time, but I guess it for me quality time is so important. Like if I could, I, I, it could be needy as well. But if you're there, with, wrong with that. if you're there and you're with me and we're spending time together, for me that is just like amazing. That's mm. us like taking the time to actually be in each other's space, get to know each other, and then the, then my second one, physical touch, can obviously like play play a role. Affirmations <laughs> <laughs> is definitely there for me as well, but I'm very careful like. You have to at least have shown me acts of service, then the affirmations actually. Yeah, I think that's where it is, yeah. Because once again, I don't just like hearing things, I like you showing me. And it's similar to your story, Tony, like even in my family group chat, first thing we say, or the last thing we say rather in our group chat is, I love you, I love you, I love you. Even if we're not talking randomly, my sister will send me a message, I love you, and Mm. I will do the same. And if you're not saying it, once again, I'm thinking, What's what happening? the hell? Have I done something? Yeah. Is there something wrong? So I think it's definitely important. I think as it's well. quite interesting that like, both of you have acts of service yeah. in the same way that we have words of affirmation, but you're also opposites as well. Yeah. Yeah. So your dad wasn't there, but yeah. you want acts of service. Of well, course. your dad is there, but you still want acts of service. Because my mum is very words of affirmation. Like, mm. So she says all those things. Oh, I love you, I love you. And my dad, now that he's old, he's yeah. like gotten so soft and like, now he's the same. But it's so interesting that even with that balance of both, story, words of affirmation still does absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm.